Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, we're back after the Christmas break, and the Cougs are back on the winning track, having won five games in a row. BYU is looking to end 2022 on a high note as the Cougars are set to begin conference play this week, their final season in the West Coast Conference. Coach Pope and Noah Waterman help us break it down next on BYU TV. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar fans. No, not Greg Rubel. Jason Shepard in tonight for the voice of the Cougars. Welcome inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in beautiful Provo, Utah, for your weekly look inside BYU basketball. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you with us live on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. And for those of you joining us live, we invite you to participate in the show by using the Opine Instant Polling app. Download the app, then watch the side of the screen for poll questions throughout the show. And don't forget to include our social media hashtag. That hashtag is... Pope Show. All right, coming up on tonight's program, we'll review pre-Christmas wins over Weber State and Utah. Of course, we're going to talk about that win over the Utes. Fusine Traore will join us in the film room. We'll look ahead to the start of conference play. Can you believe it's already here? The Cougars on the road Thursday night at Pacific. We'll also talk with the pride of Savannah, New York. Noel Waterman will be our in-studio guest. We've got a Q&A segment and other fun and games with the coach and Noah. And we'll have a BYU Hoops trivia question to end the show. Without further ado, let's get tonight's show underway by saying hello to the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope. All right. All right. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up, player? What's up? Good to see you. Good to see you. Long time to see you. I know. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> have a seat. All right. Right in a five-game winning streak right now. Things are pretty good, right? Yes, but before we get there, where is Greg? I do not know specifically. Yes, you do. No, I really don't. I really yes, don't. Yes, you do. He's enjoying the Christmas holiday. I heard Canada may be involved. Okay, fair enough. But I don't know that for a fact. We do will have to ask him. Do they celebrate Christmas in Canada? <laughs> yes, good. Yes, good. So, uh, yeah, so Greg decided to leave the rain to go up to Canada. Yes. Where may, I don't know, maybe there's more snow up there. So uh, I, th I think that's where he's at today. What are the chances, give me the odds, <laughs> that Greg is watching the show right now? I would say very high. I think, I yeah. think he would like to tune in to see if we're doing damage to the show. <laughs> what, if, what if on the count of three we all say Merry Christmas, Greg? Can we do that? Yeah. One, two, three. Merry Christmas, Greg! That's, come on. That's not bad. That was really good, That's guys. Not bad. Thank very you so nice. much. That was awesome. Very good. Speaking of Christmas, how was Christmas for the Popes? It was awesome. It was great. We uh, shut, shut down the, the gym for a couple days, which was magical. And um, I had all four of my girls uh, home. My daughter, uh, oldest, is at Ohio University. She was back with her husband, our new son-in-law, this Spencer Hart, who, who is actually winning his way into the inner circle, <laughs> which is super exciting. as our first in-law in the family. And we did uh, a bunch of nothing uh, and a bunch of fun things. Um, most notably, we um, did some sledding at like 1030 at night on Christmas Eve. That was magic. Very nice. It was so fun. Every five years we go sledding as a family. So it was great. Okay. So here's what I want to know for a guy that has 
pretty much everything I would imagine that you want. Yes. What did you ask for for Christmas and what did you get? Well, I don't ask for a lot of things for Christmas because I'm super spoiled. <laughs> I kind of like, I, between my girls and, and Miss Leanne, I, I do have everything I want. But there's a sign of getting older. I'm 50. We got a bunch of younger people in the audience right now. And I'm sure you guys got all kind of cool, fun stuff. When you get to be my age, uh, my daughters and, and my beautiful wife, uh, there was one main gift they got me, and it was a scale. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get older and fatter, and the, the girls are concerned about you. Like, we got to take care of dad. Get him a scale, man, so he can check his weight a little bit. So it was, um, I was super grateful for that. What did, uh, I, I haven't actually opened it yet, but I can't wait to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking with Coach Feger about an hour ago for uh, the pregame interview for radio on Thursday. And he mentioned that the break it was a needed break. Did you kind of look at it as it was just really nice to have the break? It was super important for us. First of all, the whole staff was, was deathly ill. So, like, for us to get out of the office for yeah. 48 hours, Coach Feger, it's the first time I've heard him in the office where he hasn't been coughing up a storm. So I'm so happy that he got a couple days away. But it also has been a super emotional journey for us the, the first three months of the season um, in terms of us having such a challenge growing together and, and facing some adversity and some injury and some loss. And so the guys had got us uh, a whole boatload of momentum uh, going into Christmas, which we're all super grateful for. And so to be able to breathe for a couple of days and come back yesterday and go hard yesterday and today and kind of get ready for this conference, conference season has been perfect for us. We, we've got a lot to get to. And, and let's start there. I mentioned you're, you're on a five-game winning streak. Is there, is there a common denominator that you've seen in the five games? Or is, is each game been unique to itself? Well, we're finding some identity on defensive end. That's been really important for us. Um, the, the most important thing for us all season long that's kept us alive is we've been dominant on the defensive and offensive glass, especially the offensive glass is kind of keeping us alive as we still try and figure out where we are offensively. Um, and the defensive glass has shored us up, uh, you know, giving us a real stable place to rely on. Um, but it's, what, the best thing about us, the thing that's been constant, our guys are constantly getting better. Um, from where we started. So that's been super fun. It's awesome. How do you look at the 10 and The five? other thing that's yeah. constant about us is we're always dramatic. <laughs> it is always drama. It keeps you young, though, doesn't it? If we have a 15-point lead, just stay tuned because we're going to cut it down to one before the end of the game. <laughs> and if we're down 20, hang in there with this because we're going to come back and win it by one. <laughs> So that's been the most important thing to us is we wanted to make sure everybody was feeling their full share of drama leading into the new year. Well, I know you had talked a lot about, and from the scheduling standpoint in the non-conference, you're like, I don't know what I was thinking when I scheduled these being away for so long, yeah. but you know, at, a, at a point you were five and five. And then yeah. we talk about the five game winning streak. Yeah. You end non-conference at 10 and five. Yeah. How, how do you look at that overall? Yeah. yeah, well, we say this all the time. Um, the most, the, our job is to win. Like, the truth is, if we don't win, Tom's going to fire me. And that's the way it should be. Like, that's the business we're in. And, and that's, that's what we sign up for. Um, and we, I love winning, man. I'm a, I'm a, I love winning so much. Um, and the only thing in the world of basketball that, that is even more inspiring me than winning is, is watching guys grow and get better. And that's, that's what we've seen over the last two months is these guys have gotten better. They started to understand each other more and understand themselves more, and we've gotten better. And, and the end result was winning five games in, in a row. And a five-game winning streak, including a, a win against Creighton in a neutral and a, and a win against, uh, against a Utah team that's, that's playing really good basketball and a win against Weber State, another in-state rival that is 
one of the hottest teams in the country shooting the basketball coming in uh, to have those three games and the, that five-game winning streak is pretty special. So we like where we are right now. we got a lot of work ahead of us. You've talked a lot about this team just getting better game after game. I want to float a theory. You tell me if I'm, if I'm crazy here. So obviously there was a lot of new faces yep. on this roster. And because there was a lot of new faces and there was so many things that were unknown, it was very difficult to put expectations on the team. Yep. And it feels like this team has sort of taken that and run because all of what they've done, they've been able to grow and learn organically without yeah. having expectations heaped yeah. upon them high or low. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it, the, the first month of the season was super complicated because it was, um, there were enough setbacks, disappointing setbacks between losses and injuries and, 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 and tough travels and, and poor play. Um, there was a lot that could have set our guys back, but they just they, they were able to kind of shut all the other stuff out and just kind of keep looking internally and um, just hang in there long enough so they would have time and space to grow. And they've done that. And, and we have to keep doing that. We're, we're no, nowhere close to a, a, a finished product at all. But um, I'm super pleased with, with how the guys managed the non-conference. You have obviously dealt with injuries. Um, you haven't had Trevin Nell for any part of the season thus far. His, his status obviously remains unknown at this point. Uh, Spencer Johnson, though, has missed the last couple of games, but he warmed up in the Weber State game. Now, ultimately yeah. did not play. That was certainly yeah. a good sign. Uh, you talked to the general media today and said he yeah. was a full participant in practice. What's, what's his status? Is there a chance we may see him sooner yeah, rather than later? Yeah, for sure. I hope so. Um, you know, we'll see a lot with these guys recovering from injury as we're kind of monitoring their load and trying to kind of take them on a gradual uh, stair step up. So today was his first full practice. And most importantly is going to be how he feels tomorrow, how sore he is, how much pain he's got in his knee. That'll kind of give us a monitor for how we move forward. Well, and I've, I've got to imagine, I, I was talking with Trevin last week, and he was saying, you know, the numbers are coming back. I'm shooting the best I've ever shot. Yeah. I would imagine it's probably, these guys are like, I'm ready to go. And you have to like, yeah. hey, let's just, just, just wait. Let's, calm, yeah. let's slow, slow this down. Yeah, Trev is super excited. <laughs> um, you know, he's, he is, he's not got to play a game yet, so he can't wait to get it back out there. And he's making good progress today. He actually had some live action today for the first time. And, and it was really good. So, you know, hopefully we'll see him back in the picture sooner rather than later. Well, and that probably makes the 10-5 and five record when you, when you know you don't have not just what they do on the floor, but the fact of what they are in terms of leaders and, and guys that have been in the program for a while, to not have that and still have the record that you have yeah. in non-conference, I think that makes it even more impressive. Especially going into the league, yeah. it's super important for us because we, we're going to need all the help we can get. This league gets tougher and tougher every single year. And we start out really tough. We start out on the road. Uh, at Pacific is a team that beat us last year uh, at their place and then come home and play a, a red-hot, super-talented uh, uh, Portland team that's been together for a couple years. And so uh, it starts out as a huge challenge, and, and uh, we need everybody to help us. What do you make of this conference overall? It's good. It's a good conference. You know, there's not that many basketball first conferences in the country. And, you know, this is a top seven, top eight conference in the country. And it's of the basketball first conferences, it's probably the second best basketball first conference in the entire country. So it's a really good conference. It gets better every year. And what's been interesting to see is in the conference, the bottom end of the yeah. conference has got so good where there's no games that are that are gimmies. It's, it's every single team is super competitive. Well, and, and that's that's really been what the WC has been talked about. All of the, you know, it was yep. always talked about being top heavy and yep. the teams at the top are like, we need the teams that are yep. down to, to help elevate the conference as yep. a whole. And we have certainly seen that over the yeah. last couple of yeah. years. Yep. Yeah, the league's really good. All right. Let's uh, let's get into the highlights and stats from last Thursday's non-conference finale against Weber State. It's presented by Intermountain Healthcare and 
We start things off. Noah Waterman makes the three and puts BYU up a point. And he's uh, he's been playing well, coming off back-to-back -back games, scoring double figures, coach. Yeah, it was a great it was a great read by uh, Dallin Hall and Noah standing there and finished the shot. And Oni's shot was awesome. See a Tiki, uh, see Foos going to work on the glass. Both Atiki and Foos were so effective on the glass. And then great ball movement. Actually, that corner three no hit. He had just lost the ball in one of a 50-50 ball battle, came back down the floor and, and banged that three. Uh, there was a lot of contributions all night long from different guys. Another uh, Fushine Traore <coughs> play for you. You'll hear from him a little bit later on. Good, great post play down yeah. low and made the, made the shot easy for himself. Yeah, and he actually manufactured that shot for Gideon George just by demanding a double in the post, making a simple play out and rotating the ball. Uh, Foose was, was, he's been a force and he's getting better every single game. And this was, this was like the patience and the read here. Him dealing with number two on the wing, number four at the point, and also the big fella inside. Imagine a couple of the end one was huge. Well, and this is a Weber State team that was coming off a massive win, handing Utah State yeah. their first loss of the season. Yep. So you knew you guys were in for a fight, and the team really rallied. Yeah, they, they, uh, you know, they shot 50% from the three-point line for three straight games, including on the road at Utah State. Uh, had been playing big-time basketball, so we knew this was going to be a massive challenge, and the guys stepped up. Well, and, and it, it really has been different guys every night. One night it may be Jackson and then Foose will have another game and you've really been getting it from different spots. Yes, and that's the makeup of this team yeah. right now. And it's actually a fun thing when you walk in the locker room and you know that everybody's gonna have their night where, where we need them to step up and play great for us to win. BYU getting the win 63-57, shooting almost 39%, six of 24 from three. 12 assists, 15 turnovers. The turn. Well, we talked a lot about turnovers early in the year. Haven't talked a ton about turnovers as much. Yeah. They've really come down and been down consistently. Yeah, I mean, we shoot 39% from the field and 25% and from the three-point line. In case you don't follow basketball, that's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, on So we, 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 we played on the 22nd. On the morning of the 23rd, I got up early and, and just really scoured the whole offensive side of the game. And, and the 23rd was a less inspiring day for me. I was a little down, maybe it was the Christmas blues, I don't know what it was, coming off a win. And then on the 24th, on Christmas Eve, I spent the whole morning going over the defensive side of the ball where our guys were spectacular. I mean, they were spectacular on the defensive end of the, end of the ball. We really have a chance to build a team from that side of the ball. And um, so that, that was kind of the story of the game was, you know, we were able to shoot really poorly from the field and from the three-point line and still come away with a win against a red-hot team because we were so impactful on the glass and because we guarded so well. To hold them to 57 points was, was spectacular defensive effort. All right, we did not have a show last week, so we need to talk quickly about the Cougars' win over Utah. I mean, come on, everybody wants to hear how the Cougars beat the Utes, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, studio audience wants to hear that. So let's check out some of the highlights from that game uh, with, uh, with BYU uh, hosting the University of Utah. They came into this game with a 9-2 with a record. They had already knocked off number four, Arizona. And Fusine Traore, who missed the game before, Coach, comes out and scores the first 10 points. Yeah, Fus was really good in the game, and, and uh, he gave us some – he just gave us a little bit of confidence to get this game started, and the guys took it from there. Well, I, I thought that 
Utah led 22-17, and it, was, it felt like this was kind of a pivotal moment yep. where they could have taken a larger lead and, and the hill to climb would have been much steeper. Yep. You, you turned that five-point deficit, I believe, into a six-point lead and yep. never really looked back. Yeah, and it was, again, it was really starting on the defensive end that was super important for us. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I can't even remember this game. Like, we're so on to Portland and Pacific right now. That, yeah. that, 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 uh, but I, I do remember being in the gym was so fantastic. And we got a, a really terrific effort all out from our guys. Um, and we had an unbelievable crowd in the gym. So thank you guys all for being there. That made such a huge difference and it was a special night. Rudy, of course, put together a great game for us also. 26 of the 28 bench points coming from Rudy. Yeah. And then, I mean, Dallin Hall, all he does is hit big shots, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and and uh, it was fun. It, you know, Dallin Hall is a, a young man that's grown up in the state of Utah and seen this BYU rival, Utah rivalry his whole his whole life. And so for him and Richie and some of these other guys to have their first shot at it uh, and to come away with a win on their home court was super special. Against a, a terrific Utah team, they're doing a nice job this year. All right, let's get to our uh, IHC stats. BYU getting the win in that Utah game, 75-66, shooting 41%. 7 of 24 from 3, 14 assists, 13 turnovers. And the stat, and we talked about this on postgame that day, 41 to 39, you out-rebounded yeah. the Utes, and, and that's their bread and butter. And you were able to get them on the glass. Yeah, and it was really important for us. You know, they were the top 10 defensive rebounding percentage team in the country. And so for us to have an impact on the offensive glass was massive. Again, it kind of saved us and kept us in the game. And, you know, the nice thing about the glass, man, it just talks about our guys' heart. Like, they've come every single game. This was the first game. We only had nine offensive rebounds in this, in this game. It was the first and only game all season where we haven't been in double figures on the offensive glass. And that is a tribute to our guys' effort. Like, they're putting their whole heart on the floor, and their TRY is really special. And, and, and their TRY is, is matching up now with some – some some better quality play and these guys are putting together some wins and it's actually super fun to watch. Let's talk a little bit about Rudy Williams. We mentioned him in that game, but uh, what a weapon he has been. Now you bring him in and he obviously starts the season as the starter and, and that was that was the role we all yeah. assumed he would play this year. But yeah. having essentially a six starter coming off the bench has paid yeah. massive dividends. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to argue that he's not been our best player over the last 10 games and, and uh, he's done most of it coming off of the bench. And, um, I, you know, it's. I think it gives him a chance to kind of feel the texture of the game before he steps on the floor, which is really fast. He gets he gets to the game really fast, and um, he brings a new, fresh energy to us. And and uh, you know, it, it, he's been such an incredible mentor to Dallin, and he's such a calming force for our team. He he didn't score huge against Weber, but the baskets he made were massive yeah. down the stretch, and he's been awesome. All right, we, uh, we mentioned bit we did not have a show last week, but since we didn't, we wanted to make sure that, uh, that we gave Foose his just due for what he did breaking down the Utah win. Here is Fusene Troyori in the film room with BYU Sports Nation Game Day's Jeremy Jordan. All right, Foose, was the game plan to just get you the first 10 points? Oh, no, that wasn't a game plan, but <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> it was awesome. You're off to a nice start, uh, yeah. opening offensive possession after the tip. You guys uh, get a bucket. Oh, yeah, this place was like for Jackson or so he can get a driving line and actually play super nice. He played driving line two feet and passing my boy, you know, and I went to work. How was... many pump fakes is good enough? Because I think you gave like three good ones. Yeah. Crossing up, down, reading it. Yeah, like usually when you make the first pump fake, they didn't just force share. Second one, they will force share. And so you can turn and just make your shot easy, you know. At this point, you're six, five and a half, but you got a uh, seven, two wingspan. Yeah, let's go six, 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 seven. Six, 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 seven. <laughs> let's say it, right? 
The, are you uh, used to going up against guys that are always three to six inches taller than uh, at this point? Because you've I, got length that's equal to or greater than those guys. Yeah, yeah. Actually, last year I, I was struggling a lot because I like going against like six ten and under. But last year, we were very seven foot. It make me like give me a rough time, you know. But as a summer, I work on it, you know, because I say you're gonna be good at least seven foot, you know, you just have to find a way. Okay, second <laughs> bucket. Um, this is your traditional jump hook over the left shoulder. Oh, yeah. Now, that one always like, because Kosei, usually if you get a catch, just make sure like everybody raise up so it won't be any double team or any gap, you know. You know, like you see Noah running away and that and same thing, so I have like my space to work in, you know. And also, like, I'm, ex I'm actually super happy because you see Berger sitting on the bench. He's the one who taught me those moves last year, you know. Yeah. And I was able to use on, on his own guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Burgess, it was good yeah. to see him at the game. Yeah, I was the, good uh, to see him, yeah. Assistant. Now, you were on such a roll, you scored BYU's first eight, that there's this tip-in from Marco Anthony. You're the closest guy, so uh -huh. you get the bucket. Well, I, was <laughs> I wasn't expecting, you know, like, this one was just lucky, you know. I was going for the rebound, but I don't know, likely like someone tipping, you know. <laughs> That's two games in a row, I think, <laughs> BYU, right? There was one against Western yeah. Oregon where there was a tip. Uh -huh, yeah, with Atiki uh, last game, and that was great, you know. When it's going, it's going. Yeah, First it's going, 10 yeah. for BYU. So oh, that was nice. You say that wasn't the game plan, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, second half, about 10 minutes to go. This is back and forth. Uh-huh. You have developed uh, a couple of shots where you face up and, and go off glass or, or float in the middle. This one uh, from about six feet away off the glass. Yeah, and this one, I know Dallin, because when always Dallin is your point guard, is always going to find you, you know, you just always have to be ready. And this position, I kind of like see him stuck a little bit. If he wasn't stuck, but I just have to circle up, you know, so we can, because I know if I circle up, he's always going to find me, you know. Okay, at the very end here, you get the last defensive rebound. Essentially, the game's over. Not sure why they foul you here, but I love that you just got this big smile on your face. <laughs> That's because you knew the game was over? No, nah, I knew the game was over, you know, but I was also confused why the guy <laughs> fouled me, you know. I kind of like react a little bit, you know. It's like, it's just 1.4 seconds. Why are you going to foul, you know, and we all let out, but... And then your face gets real serious. Oh, yeah. Was that because you had to shoot the free throw? Oh, yeah, I got to shoot the free throw, you know. <laughs> I got to focus, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, but it was it was a fun night Saturday for sure. That's a big game. Obviously, you guys have learned a lot. You're growing, as Mark Pope has said. Yeah. He said we created we've created more room to grow mm -hmm. after losing to South Dakota and UVU. But consecutive Saturdays, Creighton and now Utah. What have you guys done a little differently to become the team that beat those guys? I feel like after like our game against UVU, like it was super like everybody was super frustrated. You know, like. That week, everybody just come like super hungry to work, you know, because we don't want to feel that one again, you know. We say it's time to pick it up, you know, and I feel like we've been playing with a lot now, with a lot of space, you know, like to play as a team. Like, I feel like those couple, three games, you know, you can see like everybody's playing as a team, you know, and which is helping us a lot, like to get a lot better. Okay, no school nice this ending. week, just two games, and then you open WCC play. Yeah. Can you play a little freer? Oh, yeah, no, a homework. no homework, nothing to worry about for three weeks. That's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on the win, and uh, good luck this week. Thank you, appreciate it. All right, that was Foose in the film room with Jerem Jordan, and uh, we were talking as we were watching that. First of all, there's so many things off the court about Foose yeah. that's just as impressive as what he does on the court. But you know, I was mentioning to you, 
he's at a size disadvantage in almost every matchup he has on the floor, and yet he still goes out and does what he does. Yeah. He's so explosive. He's so quick off the ground vertically. He's so explosive side to side, um, especially offensively when he's making when he's a decision maker. And he's got such a he's got such a great feel. He's got a patience in the post. Most bigs, especially as freshmen, when they get post catches, they get rushed because the one thing you're missing in the post is you don't have vision of of everybody on the floor. You're in this weird space where everywhere you turn, you're losing vision of half the floor that's really close to you. It's, it's, a, it's a unique space on the court. And uh, most guys get rushed, and Foose never did. Foose has always been super composed in the post, make great decisions. The game comes pretty quick to him. He's been awesome, and he's just getting better every day. Well, and he's, you know, he's been in the program now for a couple of years. Where do you think he's made his greatest strides? Well, he's, he's become an incredible playmaker. What I mean is, like, playing him out of a short roll. We saw a clip of him uh, against Weber State where he was responding to the double team in the post and just making the simple play out. He's so much more versatile. And the place where he's going to make his biggest jump this year is he's starting to guard like a guard. He's, he, he, he's, 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 he's a guard like a guard guy. He spent his freshman year guarding like a center, which was good for him as a freshman. Yeah. And now he's guarding like a two-guard. That's the goal. By the end of the year, he's going to guard every single position on the floor. Hey. So when you guys come to the game, before the game, and you see Foose, be like, Foose, guard like a guard. He'll smile at you. I guarantee 100% because he's hearing that every single day. He's like, Coach Pope got to you guys, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a look at the, uh, the West Coast Conference schedule. Obviously, it begins on Thursday on the road at Pacific. And, and here's, here's what you've got in front of you. Starts Thursday at Pacific, and then you've got the, the home opener in terms of conference play against Portland. And, you know, we, we talked about this before. There's no off nights. It's a yeah. good league. It's a really good league. And, you know, as we start this league, uh, this conference season, it's a little bit nostalgic. I mean, it's our last time we're running through this list. Um, it's the last time we'll visit these venues. And, um, you know, I've got to be, this is my fourth year as a head coach, and I was here for four years as an assistant, all in the WCC, and I have incredible memories on the road and at home against every single one of these teams. And um, this league has been so good for us and so incredibly challenging for us. It's a, we're a little nostalgic uh, going through the last time. With that said, we got to find a way to go win on Thursday. Yeah, in, on, in, the, in the WCC rain on a high note. Yeah, that's right. All right, as we break, this is your reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join host Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we'll welcome special guest Noah Waterman to the program as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Studio audience here in Studio C enjoying their Tuesday evening. And in his first season with the Cougars, Noah Waterman has brought BYU a true big man who can stretch the floor. He's coming off back-to-back -back games with double-digit scoring, and he begins conference play shooting 44% from three. Everybody, let's welcome Noah Waterman inside Studio C. Noah! 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 
a seat. What's up, man? What's up, coach? All right, let's do this. Come on. Once again, the shortest person on the set. <laughs> shortest one. <laughs> Trust me, it's the story of my life. <laughs> so welcome, uh, welcome to Studio C. How are you? I'm doing good. So Thanks for having me. You bet, absolutely. Uh, so we, we were talking with Coach about his Christmas. I understand you had quite an eventful uh, holiday because I was wondering if you guys were going to have time to go anywhere. My understanding, you went home, but you weren't able to stay home for very long. Right, yeah. So that was an interesting trip, I'm going to be honest. So everybody got like three days off, and yeah. I'm like, I'm all excited. I'm on the whole other side of the country, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to make the trip. He's from New York, I'm from Savannah, New York, New York. Which, which is the epicenter of this nuclear freeze that we just had, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. Savannah was literally the center yeah, of it. Yeah, it, it was bad. Yeah. So, but then I got to Chicago fine. And then once I got to Chicago, all my flights got canceled. I tried to hop on like three different ones. Luckily, Bobby was staying in Chicago. So Coach Bobby picked me up. I went to his house, stayed the night, and then he dropped me off in the morning. I got to go home for about like eight, nine hours, but I got to see my family, so. <laughs> so I've got to mention there was probably some stressful moments when you're wondering if you're gonna be able to get your team back here, right? <laughs> yes. Well, especially I'm watching the Buffalo Bills fly home and they're trying to dig their cars out from 10 feet of snow. Right. That's an hour from where you mm -hmm. are. Yeah. So super proud of Noah, super happy he made it back. All right, uh, I, I assume there's a lot of people that know this, but you're one of nine kids, right? So where mm -hmm. do you fall in the nine kids? Yeah, so I got a big family. Um, I'm the baby boy, I got a little sister, she's 18. And then everybody else is waiting. Look at this little me. baby face, man. Look at this baby face. beautiful. I'm growing into it soon. <laughs> Did you, by the way, you probably thought in New York, nine kids, you're like, wow, we're, we're really different. You had no idea coming to Utah. That's just run of the mill, right? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, everybody has nine kids here. <laughs> so, all right. So, now, we found uh, this video, and we actually want to play a little bit of this. Um, this, this your brothers, Heath and uh, Josiah, mm -hmm. wrote a song called home so let, let's play just a little bit of this let's let's check this out what? okay okay let's okay. let's listen to this <laughs> the first question I have for you is that you with the baby that is me that's my little <laughs> nephew <laughs> yeah we're a tight family so okay so how, how long ago was this how old were you in that when this? Um, I want to say this is probably three years ago um, look at that. Look at the dad skills already kicking in. <laughs> That's what happens when you grow, in a, grow up in a big family, you know? So now you, um, obviously a musical family. I mean, are all of you musical? Are you musical? Do you play an instrument? Do you yeah. sing? So I don't sing. I'm not a very good singer. I could try if you okay. want me to, but I'd rather not. But um, yeah, so I grew up playing music. Like that's what my whole family did. I grew up playing the drums, guitar, ukulele, all that stuff. I didn't even start playing basketball until the eighth grade. So it's like, that's what we did. Just played music, hung out with the family, went to church. Um, but once I hit the eighth grade, that's when I found out about basketball, I started playing it, so. Did you know this about him, the musical family I, thing? I didn't learn it until his official visit. Then I started to learn <laughs> a little bit about it. But like that song right now with the family, that explains a lot about because Noah is, is about laid back as a dude as you're ever going to meet. <laughs> and that was very much, that's like an anthem for you. That's, yeah. that's how, yeah, I like it. Well, I, re true. I remember it was one of the games in the Bahamas. I interviewed you for, for radio pregame, and mm -hmm. you were saying that, that you had your, your street was kind of known as Waterman Street because you, you know, you lived, your mom was there, you had a sister that lived, it's kind of like you owned the street, yeah. it was your own little street. Yeah, we really do kind of own the street, it's kind of cool. 
We're the only two like houses on the whole street. So well, the thing is, in Savannah, there's only two streets. Yeah, <laughs> only two streets, four houses. So, so we're two of the houses. Is, what family owned the other street? Uh, the Reed family. Do you guys actually. get along? Nah, uh, nah see, we got a little go. few. Like a little rumble between Ooh, the two streets. Yeah, we, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how has the first year so far been for you in Provo? Uh, it's been great. Like, I really like it. Um, a little culture shock at first because I was at Detroit before, before this so it was just a little different but once I adjusted <laughs> just a little. I, yeah you're just, saying, just you're a little bit downtown Detroit a little different than downtown uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so far it's been great everybody I meet I like so can't w complain why was it important that you had him in this program so a bunch of things one I always like to think about who knows as a person like he brings a joy to our to our team and a little bit of swag that's actually super special um, like I said, he's easy going, laid back, just a beautiful human being. That's the best part. And then he also brings a skill set at his size that's incredibly unique. I mean, he's 6'9", handles the ball, is the best shooter on our team right now, shooting over 40% from the three-point line, is a playmaker, actually started making high-low passes last game. Woo! <laughs> Got yes. you, uh, He's done an unbelievable job protecting the ball as a playmaker. He's one turnover the last six games, I believe that's correct, and, and has made huge strides there. But his skill set at his side is really, really special. And then watching him grow in his urgency – to make all the between plays and the defensive end and rebounding the ball, uh, his willingness to grow has been awesome. So, I mean, you throw all that, all that into a stew and it turns out it's a pretty good deal. We, we've mentioned a couple of times coming off back-to-back double-digit scoring. Uh, we mentioned the three-point shooting at 44%. Where, where do you feel you're at right now, and, and how has your game progressed since the beginning of the season, do you think? Um, I think my confidence was a little low in the beginning of the season, but um, I just had to stick with it, just stay in the gym. And I knew, like, the results were going to come. So I just kept working out. Like, basketball is what I love to do. So you're always going to find me in the gym. I'm a gym rat, so. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned, and, and I'm, most people probably know you came from, from Detroit Mercy. Yeah. They're in the Horizon League. So what I did earlier today was I kind of looked at some of the conference destinations. Uh, when you were in the Horizon League, you uh, visited exotic conference locations such as Fort Wayne, Indiana, mm -hmm. uh, Highland Heights, <laughs> Kentucky, and let's not forget Moon Township, Pennsylvania. How are you feeling that your new conference, <laughs> that your new conference locations are Malibu, LA, San Diego? Quite a difference, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't complain. Like, <laughs> it's definitely upgraded. Even though they're business trips, they're very nice places to, to visit. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. How, how, how well equipped do you think the team is right now heading into conference play? Uh, I think we're doing pretty good. You know, practices, we've been uh, making strides every practice, just trying to get better with guard your yard, guard your man, and everything like that. Um, and I think when we play our next game, we're obviously going to take the dub. But I think we're, I think we're in a good uh, situation right now. Yeah, you guys playing really well, and uh, now you guys head out on the road and then can start the final season in the West Coast Conference. All right, still on the way, more with Coach Pope and Noah Waterman when BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. All right, let's get to the game portion of tonight's show. Here's how it works. I'm going to give everybody a little rundown. I'm going to give you clues to famous watermen. Okay, so we're going to, we're going to play off Noah's last name here. 
They can be historical, real, or fictional people that we're talking about. And your goal is to name the person before your opponent does. So this is going to be Coach Pope versus Noah. Uh, I will give you several clues about each figure. Uh, you can answer at any time. If you think you know the answer, say it. Um, and the first person that gets it is going to get the point, OK? All right, so. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, Waterman trivia. We're gonna do a practice round. This is not for a point, but this is kind of this is gonna give you guys an idea of what we're what we're looking to do here. Okay, this Waterman lived great, several. Great graphic. By yeah, the it way. is pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty Hema. cool. That's nice. Yeah, him okay. is yeah. That's that is pretty nice. This Waterman lived several thousand years ago. Okay, if you, if you think you know what it is, just shout it out. This water man was commanded to build a giant ship. Okay. Okay, do you, do you know it? Uh, yes! I say think, it, yeah. just say it. your name say? Noah. Noah, Noah. yes, yeah. yes, okay. One point, that one counted. Okay. That one, I need that. <laughs> one zero. We will see, we will get to the end of the game and then if you need the point, well, then we will count it. How about that? Okay, okay, so that was, that's what it's gonna be like, okay? okay. So that'll give you an idea of what we're gonna do. All have right. we done the whole, have we pushed that yet? Nah. No, I mean, come on. Like, you, you, how are we not milking this? It's true. Okay. Hey, every basket, two by two, right? Yeah. We can't do three by three. Yeah. Maybe there was I'm three just... somewhere. I don't know. Okay, here we go. And again, as soon as you think you know it, based off the clues, shout it out. Okay, right. here we go. This waterman is a fictional athlete. Fictional athlete. This waterman started their career at the university with a cougar as the mascot. Okay. okay. This waterman finished their career with the mud dogs. Oof. Oh, yes, I know this. Okay. What it's you... Adam Sandler. Okay, what's the oh, character? Okay. Oh. Uh, you don't get the point if you don't know I the don't character. Know. Just that. Led their team to a 27 point comeback. Waterboy, Waterboy. Water 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 yeah, all right, we're going to give it to you. Bobby Boucher. Yes. Let's go. That's me. All right, coach. There we go. Yes. High quality Bobby H2O. Boucher. That's right. Great names in the Hall of Okay. All right, here we go. Number two. So point to coach. This waterman's favorite, favorite element is gold. This waterman was in his prime in 2008. This one's probably going to get it. This waterman represents one. the USA. You're hitting me with the tough ones. No, you know who this is. <laughs> I don't know. This waterman won, medals. won 28 medals. Oh, Michael Phelps? Michael yes. Phelps. There we go. Yes. There we go. The last, the last trivia, uh, the, uh, yeah, was the Waterman's initials are MP. So there you go. Okay. All right. Number three, tied at one. This Waterman is a half human. Oh. Uh, oh, he beat you to it. You know, Michael Phelps was involved in one of my greatest Olympic moments ever. Do tell. Watching him, was it the 2008 Olympic relay? I mean, Leanne and I were jumping up and down on the couches. They made that comeback. It was one of the, it was one of, you was before you were born, yeah, but it was one of the great that. moments <laughs> in Olympics history. Okay, coach with the, uh, with the advantage of two to one here. Okay, this one, you, these next two, honestly, you're gonna earn, you're gonna earn the points. This waterman was born in San Francisco in 1964. Um. This waterman <laughs> invented uh, toe-in big wave surfing. Oh boy. <laughs> 
This waterman has surfed waves as big as 70 feet high at speeds of around 50 miles per hour. Okay. This one was a this person was a stunt double for Kevin Costner in the 1995 hit. It was not a hit. Waterworld. <laughs> His initials are L H. Somebody's got to help us. Somebody's I'm going to give, give you the first. It should be no and I versus the studio. <laughs> Somebody's got to know the answer to this. Oh, Laird. Laird, Laird. Hamilton. That's right. Yes. Laird. One of the great names. Yes. That's a great name, too. There Laird. you go. Okay. So, still two to one, coach with the lead. This is, how, this is how you tie it up and we end in a tie. How about that? What is Noah? You went straight Jeopardy. Okay. All right. This waterman was born in Hawaii before it was part of the United States, which I believe happened in the early 60s. This waterman was named for the Duke of Edinburgh. This waterman was the first Hawaiian to win an Olympic medal and the first person to be inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame and Surfing Hall of Fame. By the look on both of your faces, still nothing right now? No. Did you ever surf? Never. I don't know. <laughs> okay, a nine-foot bronze statue of this waterman can be found on Waikiki Beach in Hawaii, and it was created by a BYU alum, Jan Gordon Fisher. Initials, D-K. Anybody in the audience? In how do you guys It is not Donkey Kong, but I like the DK reference. Very nice. No, you never get to do the fun. When you go to Hawaii, it's just hoops. We don't get to do any of the fun stuff. Okay, the answer is Duke Kahanamuku. Okay, nice. Duke, there's a nine-foot statue of him on the Waikiki Beach. All right, so, so two to one. So because... You did get the, the test question correct. Extra point. No, it's a tie. It's, it's a tie right now. It's, two two two. Two. it's a tie, Don't. everybody. How about that? Uh, yeah. There's no participation, <laughs> women. <laughs> All right. Join us next Tuesday for another edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope at 8.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Mountain Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up next, we take your social media questions for Coach and Noah when BYU Basketball with Mark Pope returns on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Jason, yes, go, go ahead. So can you get catch the front row? So we were just talking about greatest Christmas gifts. And who got the Disney Cruise? What's your name? Will. Will got Disney Cruise. And then I was super excited about the massage chair. What's your name? Blake. Blake? With the massage chair, apparently the whole family's fighting over. And then we didn't get to you. What's your name? Kingston. Kingston was going to tell us what he got on live national television. What'd you get for Christmas? Ooh, Ooh, Tony Hawk. Wow. Can't beat that. Very that nice. That is dope, bro. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. That's finish. <laughs> All right, let's get to our social media Q&A, and we start right off the top. Uh, at RT McCombs, 
Uh, question is, what was the moment like for Noah when he realized that the battle for Atlantis wasn't in Atlantis? Uh, look, <laughs> it was a shocker. It was a shocker. I was a little disappointed, but... Um, yeah. Give us the backstory. Give us the backstory. The backstory was, so I was talking to my brother, his name's Seth, and he was like, oh, you're going to the Bahamas. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to the Bahamas. I said, I'm going to Atlantis. And he's like, he just started laughing at me. And I was like, why are you laughing? He was like, the Bahamas are in, La in Atlantis. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so. That's great. By the way, were you part, for those that did not hear, apparently one of the nights, uh, several of the, uh, the team uh, snuck out and went on the water slide after it had closed and got stuck in it? <laughs> were you part of this? I was not part of it. No, I wish I was, but I wasn't. <laughs> you heard about this, right? So you can imagine th there's one water slide. It was after we beat Dayton in a great comeback. There's one water slide where you go through it, and then you go through this tube, and surrounding you are sharks, like literally as you go through it. Uh -huh. So it was fine. The guys apparently they slid all the way down, but when they got to that part, the water was off, so they had to kind of <laughs> crawl through that part. How freaky would that be? With sharks swimming around you, and you can see, yeah. All right, uh, social media question uh, number two. Uh, this one from at Lil Bear. Uh, what is your favorite uh, Christmas gift that you've received? We'll throw this out to both of you. Favorite Christmas favorite gift you've received? Favorite Christmas Ma gift. Maybe either this year of or of all time, yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, mine was easy. Tell like, them about the one you got to I did. I already told oh, you did? Oh, okay. show, but the best thing for me was having all. Listen, when you get old like me and you have all four of your girls in the same house and, you're, you're, of course, Miss Leanne, it's like the greatest Christmas ever. So that's the best gift I've ever got. What about for you? Um, it's probably one time when I was like, I want to say 16, I got the iPod Touch and I was hyped when I got it. <laughs> I was bragging all my friends, oh, look what I got. But yeah, but mostly just spending time with my family. You know, I'm a big family guy. There so you go. That's better than presents for real. By the way, did the, uh, did the, uh, the personalized robe that Miss Leanne got for you and, and the entire team, did that, did that travel with you to, to New York or did that stay in the locker? It should have, I should have wore it to the airport, but I did. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've been rocking it. I just yeah. wore it to the gym today. Yeah, there you go. this morning at just yep. the film session he was rolling in the robe. Yep. It was awesome. All right, uh, last question. This one from uh, Junior Giant 22 uh, Coach Pope, if you could ask advice from any coach, who would it be and why? Oof. Oh, that's, I mean, I got so many coaches that I'm fans of. Um, of course, everybody's a fan of John Wooden. I think he was so incredible. I only spent very limited time with him. I'm a huge fan of Nick Saban in the sound bites that I hear from him. I, I'm a huge fan in our conference. I'm a giant Mark Few fan and Randy Bennett fan and kind of go down the list. It, it's hard to find the coach that I wouldn't want to ask some questions to. There's so many great coaches out there. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of information and a lot of great wisdom out there in the, uh, in the coaching world. All right, join us on BYU TV and BYU Radio Saturday night when the Cougars open up. WCC play the home portion of their schedule at the Marriott Center versus Portland. Here's our game night broadcast schedule for you. It gets underway at 8 p.m. Eastern time, a one-hour pregame show, BYU Sports Nation game day. Cougar pregame live at 8 Eastern, the one-hour pregame show on radio with yours truly as the host. Uh, then we've got uh, the Portland versus BYU game at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Plus, immediately after the game, we've got TV and radio post game for you. All right, as we take another break, 
Here's this week's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. Under Coach Pope, BYU has played 22 games where they held an opponent under 60 points. What is BYU's record in those 22 games? The answer coming up next. BYU basketball with Mark Pope, Jason Shepard in for the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Here's tonight's trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. Here's the question. Under Coach Pope, BYU has played 22 games where they held an opponent under 60 points. What is BYU's record in those 22 games? You know the answer? I have no idea, but I'm, I'm hoping it's a lot. 21 and 1. Go. 21 Dang. and 1. What's six like Bronco Mendenhall had his uh, 24 points. If we hold the opposing yeah. team to 24 or less, we yeah. lack our chances. You've held teams under 60 22 times and you've won yeah. 21 of them. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That's a good stat. It's a good stat for us this year, especially because we're guarding our yard. Yes, Here we are. Guard your yard. Get your T-shirt. Guard your yard. Let's go. Well, and, and the reason that was is kind of one of the ones that, that we decided on today. You held yeah. Weber State to under 60. They scored yeah. 57 points and it goes back to what you were talking about. Yeah. You're starting to see the, the defense really come into its own yeah. and that's that's what's going to win a lot of ball games. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing because you take a player like, no, who's such a gifted offensive player, and he used to walk in the gym and just want to work on his offensive game. Now he doesn't even want a ball. He's like, I don't even need a ball. I just want it. Is that true? <laughs> Definitely not true. <laughs> I still don't like defense, but I'll play it. <laughs> we mentioned that uh, the season starts, the WCC season starts. Uh, maybe just a quick thought on you guys starting at Pacific. Yeah. Veteran team, good shooting team, yeah. and, and it'll be a good test right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your thoughts, your thoughts on the Tigers? Um, so it's definitely going to be a good game. As you said, they got a lot of shooters. Um, but if we shut them down from the three-point line and everything like that, we've been doing scouting for the past two days. So I think our chances are pretty good. I'm not too worried. And, and I know it always, it's always the case when, when BYU comes to town. I know you're expecting a hostile environment, yep. and there uh, should be a good atmosphere there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. They've actually done an unbelievable job with the program. The athletic department there and the coaching staff and these players have done a great job growing this program, and, and they're formidable. I mean, they beat us there last year. They've really redone the whole gym. It's, it's, a, it's a really good venue. Um, and so it's going to be uh, it's going to be everything we handle. We got to come play. All right, guys. Thanks for thanks for tonight. We really do appreciate it. We'll talk to you next Tuesday for producer Himahe Mooley, Noah Waterman, head coach Mark Pope, and every member of our crew. My name is Jason Saint Jason Shepard saying good night and go Cougs.